As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm David Yakir. You're listening to The Yak About, the Boomer's GPS guide to life. We'll talk technology, fitness, health, and nutrition. We'll yak about everything, including lifestyle, politics, entrepreneurship, all for the wiser and more mature of us. But right now, I'd love to turn it over to my co-host. You know her as the healthy culinary coach. She is Sandy Kleiman. Welcome, Sandy. Hi, David. What do we have on the show today? Well, today on Yakabout, we have Teresa Vargo. She's an intimacy expert, so put on your headphones because we're going to yak. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We are now broadcasting coast to coast from both the beautiful sun city of Vero Beach, Florida, and the Golden Gate City itself, San Francisco, on the iHeartRadio network. Waxy 107.9 FM, 1370 AM, and Real Radio's 101.7. And, of course, you can always find us worldwide on the iHeartRadio web and mobile networks. But before we begin, you know I always talk about New Vision Eye Center and how they have the latest and greatest technology to keep those eyes working. But you know what I don't often tell you is how great the doctors are and how great the people are 
Um, I always talk about the tech because we started the show as a, a tech show. But I have to say, Dr. Minotti, Maya, Reinauer, Tate, O'Brien, and the rest of that team are really great. And I say it often. I wouldn't trust my eyes to anyone else. Um, remember, you, if you want to, you can subscribe to Yakabout on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, probably any of your social networks. You can always search Yakabout Tech or Yakabout. And when we release videos, you'll find them on YouTube, of course. But the other day, Sandy, this is really interesting. We had a conversation at the table uh, that really led to this interview about how people in long-term relationships really don't know, understand how to communicate anymore, or there's a lack of intimacy in their relationships. And for the next, for this week and next week, we have a, a really great uh, guest on, like you said, Teresa Vargo. Uh, and just to tell everybody out there, Teresa is one of the most sought-out relationship coaches and successful advocates for intimate health in the Bay Area. So uh, we welcome her with open arms, and I think maybe it'll even help us communicate. All right. Joining Sandy and I today is Teresa Vargo. Uh, welcome, Teresa. I'm so glad to have you on. Good morning, guys. Thank you so much. It's such awesome. an honor to be here with you today. Well, I, you know, I sort of have an opening question here uh, because, you know, when we introduced you earlier, we talked about um, a lot about intimacy. But one of the things that really caught me by surprise when we were off the air having a conversation was you really were concentrating heavily on communication. So why don't we do this in two parts of two part? Tell Great. us how you got into this particular business, what drove it, and then talk about how important uh, communication and what you're seeing, what, what are some of the problems in communication between people, especially boomer people who have been living together a long time, who you know, through circumstances, are failing to communicate? That's right. I call that relationship atrophy. It's my new little niche. Um, well, that's such a great question, David. Um, I, I'll talk a little bit of how I found the art of intimacy, really how it found me. And it was years and years and years in the making. I've been married twice. I have two beautiful daughters that are now 22 and 25. And I have to say that I had to break a lot of old patterns of how our family learned to communicate. And I come from a long lineage of many, many marriages, and they were very disposable. Um, and then I, and then, so that was, uh, that was the first kind of uh, introduction that I wanted to have a different experience. Um, and then I went into, with my photography career, I started photographing weddings and families. And I got so curious behind the camera Watching all the energy and what's not being said was driving me crazy to the point where I had to stop after 15 years of shooting weddings. I, I just could not do it anymore. I couldn't stand the, the, the non-transparency of what was, what was going on between the relationship. A question about that. That's interesting. And Sandy, yeah, you can follow up on this. So <clears throat> I always think that sort of the communication breaks down after a certain period of time. But what you were seeing were people who were actually joining together at the, at the very beginning of, of their coming together that there was a basic problem in communication at the oh, start. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm sure it's a lot of learned behavior from their own family of origins and how they learned to speak to each other. And then they just met a partner who just met them where they were at. Without learning new communication styles, when you go into a relationship, you have to really understand that that person comes with an individual mapping 
of how they need to be treated. And it doesn't matter what relationship you're having, whether it's a friend or a lover, a husband, you have to really take the time out and ask those questions. How would you like to be treated? Mm. That's, you know, an interest, no, that's an interesting way of looking at it to really, yeah, to create that, um, almost that protocol. It's, right. it's the communication protocol. This is what you need and this is what I need. And so is there a process, so interesting enough, is there a process and methodology? So people come together, they have certain basic needs, right? So they not only have to communicate their needs, but they have to learn the needs of the other person. That's right. And somehow, uh, after you're both learning those mutual needs, there's sort of something else has to be put in place that combines those needs. Is that Am I getting that, something that's like right. that? You know, it's it's close, David. It's close. And we'll work with you on that, your communication. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I look you forward know, to it. It's, it's really basic. It's called compassionate communication. And once we have just a couple of tools and you get you you get used to speaking in that manner, it comes so naturally. We just need to be taught. So basically we want to start with uh, what I call compassionate communication. Um Really learn, it's so basic, learning just a few tools um, to have in your toolbox to communicate with your partner or friend or, you know, the guy at the post office. You know, we just, it, it's a level of kindness that I don't think that we were raised on. Obviously, I wasn't raised on any kind of compassionate communication in my home. You know, it was do what you're told and out of sight, out of mind. So I, I have one question because after after this we'll we'll take a break. Um, <clears throat> is it so much? Isn't a lot of it have to do with the fact that we may hear things but we're not really listening? Oh, absolutely. We only hear what we want to hear that's going to serve us. You know, that's part of the ego and the part of the, uh, your identity. We have all these little mini identities that we make it mean something about ourselves. And so if one gets fed by your partner, you're going to latch on to that. But if one doesn't fit, it's going to like ping off you, you know. And it's funny when I work with couples, I, I literally watch these communications and they, they stop about a foot in front of the, the physical body. I can see the energy that it's really not landing what they're saying on anywhere on the body or in the psyche. It's, it's really fascinating. And I'll, and I'll pause the conversation and I'll say, wait a minute, she didn't hear that. And then she'll be like, yeah, that's right, I didn't. I was totally tuned out. <laughs> and this is something that from experience you could sense. Absolutely. Right. So it's it wasn't the response that elicited that from you. You could actually see that I the other person. see it. I could see the energy. And that's what I've been seeing through the lens of my camera for 30 years. All um, right. We were talking about compassionate communication. And I know it's sort of out there and people may feel that they understand what that is. So I thought, I know that actually um, out of the studio uh, that you guys, Sandy and, and, and Teresa, you guys have talked about it. And I thought maybe you could give us a, sort of a preface and maybe take us through an example of what this thing sounds like, what it looks like, well, what it looks like, what it sounds like for our audience. Definitely, David. I, I, would, I think that is a great idea. So what I was saying to Sandy earlier is we want to set these kind of... Uh, communications up for success. So if you have something to share with your partner and you're feeling really angry or frustrated, you want to, you, this is again a piece of the mapping you want to witness with your partner. You want to see, is this a good time to talk to you? I have something I need to tell you 
and I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling angry and I'm feeling nervous to share this with you. Um, you know, you want to give your partner permission to say, no, this isn't a good time. Or so yes, you're, you're sort of safe porting them into right. what you're going to say something that needs attention. That's right. It needs full attention to set it up for success. Mm -hmm. And so, and give your partner an out if, if they can't handle it in that moment. And then, say, and then they can return and say, you know, give me 10 minutes or maybe tomorrow morning would be better. And you, it's great. Nothing has to be said right in that moment. That's right. Not to make light of this, but um, as the one male in, in the discussion, I did hear the two of you giving sort of a very funny example. And oh. I, have a, I have a perspective <laughs> on this. And I think most of the men and women out there run into a very similar situation. And it's not as simple as it may sound. But the idea of leaving a, a toilet seat up Right. As a conversation, some people say you didn't put the cap on the toothpaste. I like the toilet seat up because it's a very big uh, discussion that I find happens in a lot of households. Yeah. So uh, maybe we can but, give an but, example. But or Teresa, it would be the way, I mean, maybe you can demonstrate the way you would approach that conversation so, so that the person doesn't feel attacked for That's right. what you're about to say. Absolutely, Sandy. So we want to say, you know, we could, you could come out of the gate, you're pissed, the toilet seat's up again, it's dirty. You go to your partner and you say, I have told you so many times that doesn't work for me. And your partner immediately goes into defense and he's going to, he or she keeps leaving up the toilet seat and, and, and it's going to completely discard your request because of the way that you communicated that. It's, a, it's kind of a little bit of passive aggressive behavior that gets implanted in the relationship because so what, of the way the because of the way you came at him for leave you know there you go again right. leaving that right so how that's would right. you say it how would you how would you being disturbed by that that issue how would you approach your partner and say it in a way where they're going to receive what you're saying so we want to start with is this a good time to have a conversation with you um, yes. Turn, the, turn yes. anything that's distracting off, TV, newspaper, whatever's going on around you, and lean in, look at your partner, have some eye contact, you know, really take a moment to connect with your partner so they can hear you. Mm -hmm. And what we want to do when we have these conversations is face heart to heart. So you're literally communicating now. It's, it's intimacy. So, and say... You know, really, I really want to share this with you. It really bothers me um, when you leave the toilet seat up. Uh, it just, I feel disrespected that you don't hear me. And my need for cleanliness and my need for, for me to feel like I want to use the bathroom on, on my terms isn't being met, you know. Mm. Um, and I'm wondering if, if we can make an agreement about how we can uh, share the space in the bathroom that, that meets both our needs. Yeah, so when you say that to me like that, I don't feel like you're attacking me. I feel like yeah. you're expressing how you feel about something. Right. And I want to be, if we're in a relationship, I want you to be happy. I don't mean to disrespect you or any of those things. So I'm hearing that as opposed to, I did something wrong. Right, and, and right when you said that, my heart just melted because I felt so heard, Sandy. I felt like we can, co we can now co-share a bathroom, and I feel safe to co-share a bathroom with you. <laughs> what happens if, you, if there's a slight disagreement on the request? Uh, <clears throat> we can, so what, what, what I 
what I implant with disagreements with my couples or in relationship communication, I, I say, okay, somebody has to take the reins. So it's, you know, David, it's never about the issue, right? You know that. Like, it's not about the toilet seat. There's usually something, uh, some sort of veil of past pain or some some other trigger that's that's igniting and putting the focus on the toilet seat because that's where you feel like you're getting heard. Um, So what I do is I have, if if that's going to be the case, like let's say Sandy gets irate. She can't hear me. She doesn't want to share intimacy with me. She doesn't want to feel that close and she does her heart doesn't want to melt into me and she gets irate. And I say I see that I see that this has really made you angry so I, let's revisit this conversation another time. We're going to take a break right now. We'll be back with Sandy and Teresa. I'm David Yakir and you're listening to Yakabout. are back. I'm David Yuck here. I'm here with Sandy and Teresa Vago in the art of intimacy and the case of the toilet seat. So when we last left off, I mean, people will laugh at this because, I mean, this is a common conversation around all households where there are couples who have been together a certain length of time. It's either the toilet seat, it's the toothpaste, it's leaving your clothes on the floor where you put your socks and that type of thing. And the reason that these things have a tendency to build out of proportion to what they actually are is because because there are underlying things going on that nobody's communicating. And and I think uh, there's a word for this, you know, when you're using this to replace that. And I think it's called, yeah, it's called avoidance. It's avoidance energy. And we all use it in, in our relationships to stay safe. Right. And so my question here is that um, how, I mean, so a discussion like this happens, and I, th- I guess your first approach is to say, do you understand what this person's saying, and are you listening, and, you know, to make that connection. How do you find out what this, what this is covering up? That's right. So we call that uh, uh, veils of past pain. So we have many, many layers to our pain. Um, and I call it my pain body. So, so we store trauma. We literally store trauma in our cellular body. So if something traumatic happens in your relationship, it doesn't just dissipate. It actually gets stored someplace in your heart or your body or your, you know, your gut, mm. our intuitive uh, in your gut, that's where we have our core, our core pain. So what we want to do is um, start understanding, again, start to really understand your partner's pain. Not that you have to identify with it, but you can understand it because we don't want to caretake that. We, because really our partner just wants to be loved and seen for who they are. Right. You know, it's really basic. And then it's not that complicated once you have the tools, but it takes, it takes, a, it takes work to learn how to, to communicate like this. It, you know, it takes a couple of sessions to break it's, the it, old it, pattern. It sounds like, too, that um, where it gets difficult is when two people's pains are butting up against each other. And that's, that's, right. that's where the, the miscommunication happens. 
That's right, Sandy. And we, what we want, when that happens, we want to understand that that's happening for a reason because the pain is no longer serving you in the relationship. So we meet someone, I mean, out of a billion people on the planet, you meet that one person. And have you ever asked yourself, why? Why mm. do I have energy with that particular person? And then you go on to have relationship or marriage. And, and then you, 20 years later, you wake up and you go, what am I still, what do I still energetically need with this person? What's the lesson? I always look at lessons in relationships. What, what are they here to teach me? And oftentimes is to um, have a different experience with our pain. Yeah. And that's how we evolve. That's it's evolution of our, our own personal selves. I have a, 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 a question here. Is it true or is it possible that quite often we don't communicate for fear of actually hurting the other person? That's right. And we don't. So when we caretake the other person, that can equally be as frustrating to, to them. Because um, it, it, it can actually be very, um, I know for me, I tend to, I used to mother my partners to death. Like I would, mm -hmm. I would, I would treat them so carefully that that had a, a very mother archetype energy. And no one really wants to have intimacy um, with mother energy. So we break it down to the energies of what you're putting out there. Um, and that would kill a lot of my relationships. Um, and, so and, and it was done with the, with the most, uh, with the best intention, right? To, right. to care for. And so, but that caring gets turned around and it's, it's, it feels it's like rejected. mother. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, right. and nobody, and again, like I, I, I have such a nurturing person in my relationships, but I've learned how to pull that energy back and let them have their experience. I'm not here to change who they want to be, but I, but I can have boundaries with what I need in the relationship. So I call it, there's uh, things that we, we put in, we install in the relationship called ba uh, agreements, boundaries, and deal breakers. Um, so if the toilet seat is a boundary, then, then that gets to be negotiated. If it's a deal breaker, then you have to have a fine line in the sand, which you're willing to, to put up with. All right. We're going to have to sort of, um, uh, close out here. We're going to have you back, uh, Teresa, and I believe Yay. we're going to have you back on next <laughs> week's show. So yeah. we're going to continue. So I need two things from you now. I want you to yeah. tell our audience how they get in touch with you. Uh, right. You can find me at uh, intimacy.expert is my website or teresavargo.com. Um, and you can peruse the website. There's a couple of different pages that gives you more information. I also have an amazing Lake Tahoe couples retreat coming up May 21st, May 20th, 21st and 22nd. Yeah, um, that's definitely something that uh, yeah. anybody who's interested, first of all, it's a beautiful location and the experience will be fabulous. Oh, it's going to be amazing. It's only four couples. It's going to be intimate and we're going to learn all of these things. All Thank right. You, That's your great. And just to entice my audience for our next uh, show, intimacy is not only how we communicate, but there are issues with physical intimacy also. Absolutely. We'll so, dive deeper, David. I'm will. so excited. I want to thank <laughs> Teresa and uh, Sandy. Always great co-hosting with you. I think that conversation was really amazing. Uh, I'm thrilled that we're going to have Teresa back again as a guest next week because this art of communication and the idea of intimacy in long-term relationships, I never really gave it thought un I know, until... I, I 
I think we're just sort of scratching the surface with her. And, uh, and, and boy, you know, she had some really important things to say. Um, th- maybe they sound pretty basic, and sometimes we just need to be reminded of some basic communication skills that we get. We forget. We forget how to talk to our partners. And um, uh, I think she's got some good reminders on how sometimes it's not the incident that is happening at the moment, but it's the underlying things that haven't been addressed for many years. I think uh, the most important thing is, again, people tell you this and you know it, but until you concentrate on it, you need to be able to stop everything and hear the words the other person is saying. Right. And I think after, you know, as we get older, uh, we get more set in our ways and we stop listening. So it's just a reminder, stop and listen and hear your partner. All right. Anyway, um, you'll be back as co-host next week. So yeah, we'll I'm have excited. yeah, we'll have uh, Ter- Teresa back on. Just want to tell everybody out there: remember, on any of the social networks, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, um, Google Plus, you can always search out. We still have Yak About Tech going, so you can always communicate with us that way, um, or Yak About. And if you have any questions or want us to talk about anything, just uh, send me an email: yakabouttech at gmail dot com. For Sandy Kleiman. I'm David Yakir. We'll see you next week. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.